Okay, so let's see if this will work. Um, Star Wars. It's a thing. We've seen it, hopefully. Um, I have it tattooed on my body, not the whole film, but the trench run from Star Wars. And no, it is not a trench run through my butt crack, although a true artist would have gone for that. But Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is about to release. It's coming up on us. It's creeping. It's going to be here before you know it. And back in January of this last year, I compiled every rumor that was floating around on the internet. I had sources for each one of them on the website. But at the time, the blog was really more of just a place to vent. It wasn't really a place I expected anyone to go to. So, um, I figure I will go ahead, read through this older article, updating it with the new information that has just come out, and sort of bring everyone up to date on what's what. So, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Let's give me a little walkthrough. Um, while The Last Jedi left many fans arguing over whether or not the movie was uh, a brave new direction or the dumbest Star Wars installment since the holiday special, one thing is clear. Episode 9 will decide whether fans love or hate the new generation of films, and J.J. Abrams is returning. He's bringing his incredibly uh, tight-lipped secrecy that comes with every Abrams film, whether it's Mission Impossible, no matter what, he's, he's keeping it secretive. So it's difficult to figure out what's going on. It's not like other directors where they'll show photos on social media to try and drum up hype. And when it's Star Wars, you don't really need to do that. Um, but this is every bit of uh, information I found. J.J. Abrams will be retconning a lot of The Last Jedi moments is a rumor. From the get-go, episode 8 proved it didn't really care about J.J. Abrams' ideas, throwing out both the Knights of Ren, who you may have noticed were pretty much missing the whole time, and moving Kylo Ren's scar from one part of his face to another, changed the dynamic and relationship between Rey and Finn, and also made Luke a angry sort of hermit instead of a hopeful Jedi leader, which even Mark Hamill was pretty obvious to the director and to others that he wasn't a fan of the direction they took the character, but he's an actor, so he shows up and he does what people tell him to do. So he made his opinions clear he said to the director Ryan Johnson I don't like what you've done with the character and I don't agree with it that being said I'm gonna do everything I can to make what you've written as great as it can be because that's my job so I think that's very professional of him uh, but the rumor has it that there's gonna be some moments that they either sort of um, build off of the previous movie and ignore the middle one like the first movie and ignore uh, the second entry in this trilogy, or they might just uh, straight up like make things as oh, sorry, boss, is that you? And that's just my reminder. I have to go pick up a puppy. That's that's later. It's just telling me to get ready. Don't worry, I've got time for you. So it's unclear whether or not it's going to be sort of a quiet retcon of some moments or if it's going to just completely ignore what happened in episode 8 and only focus on 7 uh, when talking about things for 9 or if they'll retcon things to the same degree that Ryan Johnson retconned moments from J.J. Abrams. So that remains to be seen. I think it's entirely possible. That being said, it's Disney. It's hard to tell what they're doing because 
apparently they didn't have they didn't ask the directors to have any overall plan they just wanted the movies to happen and they let each one of them go in and just kind of do their own thing which i think we can all agree even if you love every star wars movie that has ever come out it still felt really sort of disjointed in the story they were trying to tell so it'll be interesting to see how jj abrams takes what he was trying to do and what ryan johnson was trying to do and tries to find a way to validate both of those stories and sort of uh in retrospect, make it where those work harmoniously. I think it's possible. If anyone could, it would be J.J. Abrams and the powerhouse of the House of Mouse. Another rumor is that Luke will potentially uh, be incredibly powerful and pull down a Star Destroyer with the Force. The rumor states that while dead, Luke will still be very powerful, and a more specific rumor points to a scene where a black-cloaked hero with a mechanical hand reaches up and pulls a ship from the sky over a sandy planet could very likely be a flashback scene and sounds as though it could be uh, the origin of the Crash Star Destroyer on Jakku we see in The Force Awakens and also in Star Wars Battlefront, uh, the new one. However, in that one, I don't know if they mentioned that Luke was there for that, and I, I know that you, you know the reason of at least one Star Destroyer falling down, but who's to say Luke wasn't there and he pulled it down too? I mean, I'm pretty sure people like Lando Calrissian and all that were there, so why not Luke as well? And all of that does take place after the last uh, takes place after the last film in the original trilogy. It's that sort of awkward space in between that and the new ones. Uh, this rumor has actually already been confirmed. There will be new special forces stormtroopers. The rumor is circulating that a new class of specialized stormtrooper for the first order will debut in the new movie. This trooper or troopers are said to be clad in a solid red uniform with black stripes. While they are specifically stated not to be the same as the red pilots featured in the new Star Wars animated series Star Wars Resistance, the trooper or troopers are said to both fly TIE fighters and be capable of ground assault like Crimson Death Troopers from Rogue One. Um, they're sure to sell a lot of toys. And this one has been confirmed as the Sith Troopers, which is interesting because Sith is like an official title, and Kylo Ren doesn't hold that, despite being a guy who has the Force and wears black clothes like he works at, you know, Hot Topic or Spencer's. He hasn't officially been a Sith, and he doesn't have the very common Sith eyes that are there. So the only reason we didn't see the Sith eyes on Emperor Palpatine is that he had an innate ability through the Force to disguise his appearance. In fact, some versions that hideous sort of orangutan face he ends up with was how he looked from using the dark side for so long into such an extent, but he just made himself not appear that way, and whenever the lightning hit him, he was just like, okay, I'll drop the facade, and it'll look like scarring. So I don't know off the top of my head which one of those is from canon, which one is no longer, um, but it takes a great deal of power, and Kylo Ren is very powerful, but he doesn't seem to have that type of consistent focus and resolve. He's much more of a sort of a... The type of dude who like wears like a backwards monster hat and tells you how cool he is and is really into monster trucks. Like he'll punch a hole in the wall. And his name's Kyle. He's Space Kyle. Maybe that's why his name's Kylo Ren. Um, but yeah, so the Sith stormtroopers are rumored to have been in deep space with the Knights of Ren, where the Empire was reforged after the Empire died. Uh, the Emperor died, that is, and the Emperor let out these red droids with his sort of. Uh, a rough copy of his consciousness to key members that had survived the Empire collapsing to say, hey, 
you need to go rebuild the empire, but first you need to destroy a few things because you guys were weak, and this, this will strengthen you, and also you should maybe start kidnapping children to make them stormtroopers. That would be cool. And rumor has it that Wild Space, where like the Chiss, so Grand Admiral Thrawn, blue skin, red eyes, humanoid, where species like that exist, um, that it's unstable space and that there are space storms and the law. It's sort of like the frayed edge of a of a blanket or something like that, where it's it's not quite as well held together, which is a really interesting concept that I don't think has been explored in science fiction before. And Star Wars is more fantasy than science fiction. So if anyone could get away with it, I'd say it'd be Star Wars. Either way, I'm sure these guys are going to be really cool. I hope they have a sizable presence. Knights of Ren will return, that has also been confirmed, but at the time, uh, what I had to go off was not only does this rumor point to the knights returning, but they are said to have unnatural abilities, which, I mean, some abilities are considered to be unnatural through the dark side of the Force. And so it could be the Force, or it could be something else entirely. Star Wars concept artists have stated that at the time of The Force Awakens, the Knights were meant to be other students of Luke's Academy that turned alongside Kylo Ren, but in the years that have followed, and with Ryan Johnson briefly taking over, the narrative could have shifted, and they could have decided that, no, we want them to be these things because we're already doing something with that story in a book because it took us too long to get to that point. So a lot of things could have changed. Um, here's another one. Ray has Luke's lightsaber and Kylo Ren rebuilds his helmet. This is partially true. I even have a really nice little mock-up. This is before any official images came out, so this was like a... I mean, it was only like five minutes of Photoshop, but still. Hey, you know, it was good, so it's, it's an artist's rendering. Anyway, the rumor back then stated that Rey is using Luke, Skywal Luke Skywalker's lightsaber again, uh, consistent with J.J. Abrams' version of Rey from The Force Awakens, who also uses Luke's weapon. The juicier aspect of the rumors is that Kylo, Kylo Ren will rebuild and modify his smashed helmet. As Supreme Leader Ren, Kylo can wear whatever he wants to wear, and allegedly, Kylo Ren's new mask will blend somewhere between Lord Vader's helmet and Kylo's original design, but with one very neat twist, the broken cracks will be lined with red crystal-like filler, giving his mask a constantly unstable, power-charged appearance. This also allows Abrams to hide the uh, previously mentioned moved facial scar from the previous film without breaking canon a second time to put it back on Kylo Ren's face where it was before. Uh, so from what I could tell, it's basically the exact same helmet but with red where it was pieced together. So it, it apparently doesn't have Darth Vader's sort of mask elements to it, at least from what I could tell from the trailers and posters. Um, and it, we do see Rey using a blue lightsaber, so that could track. I kind of wish that she was using an, her own lightsaber. I think that'd be way more interesting, but you get what you get. And uh, I was going to say you don't throw a fit, but it's the internet, so, you know, you do. You do whatever you want. Uh, General Hux, this is another rumor, may actually betray the First Order. At the end of The Last Jedi, Hux had every intention of shooting an unconscious Kylo Ren and taking control of the new Empire. This rumor states that in lieu of working for a gothic temper tantrum prone man-child, Hux will feed intelligence to the Resistance and undermine Kylo Ren in many ways. This doesn't mean that the ginger has gone soft, he just needs an opening to take control for himself. This slimy power play matches with Hux's previous characterization, again from J.J. Abrams' version. Instead of directly confronting Ren, he will take a hidden route to assert power. It's also a fan theory, which means it's not grounded in rumor, but it is 
built off of what has been established in the current canon and books and so forth, which may be a tell that Lucasfilm's uh, higher-ups are sort of hinting and trying to, to point us in a direction so that when it happens it feels more natural, that Hux may betray Kylo Ren, and it may involve doing the, the Resistance a few solids and feeding intel, but it, the fan theory suggests that since he was abused by his father, who was a member of the original Empire, and he killed his father after a while because he was sick of being emotionally physically abused, and so he rose through the ranks, and he basically started the Stormtrooper Spartan program where you kidnap children and train them to become Stormtroopers, or him and his father did, that is. And so he's kind of got some issues, and he likes to please his father figure, who Kylo Ren clearly killed uh, in the form of Snoke. So now he has no one to please but himself, and in the books it is pretty clear, and in the movies it's... I mean, it's easy to, to tell if you're looking for it, that he is in charge of the military forces. So, it's sort of, it wouldn't be difficult. It would be as easy as Order 66, except he'd just say, hey everyone, I'm in charge, this is a coup, I snapped my fingers, Kylo Ren is no longer your leader. I am. And this person is positing the theory that he could do that and then disappear back into wild space, where he spent a great deal of his life anyway, to make the Empire the way he sees it in his own image, which is very sort of evil and um, slimy in the way that Emperor Palpatine is as well, which I respect. Um, I like a good bit of symmetry in your villains. And it would set the Empire as a, an om, you know, a, a villain that's in the wings waiting to return again for a future story, but it's not so in your face that you have to revisit them. So you could have them never return, and you could even make it where when they go, they actually end up being really good, and it'd be interesting to tell a story set, say, a hundred years after Episode Nine, where the space that the Empire conquered actually became very prosperous, and has actually become very democratic, whereas the Resistance became corrupted by politicians and so on, and actually becomes sort of a reversal. Now that's all just me off the cuff. There's no reason to believe any of that would happen. However, the idea of setting up more Imperial-themed villains, that is completely within Disney's sort of thematic plans of, look, we want to tell the story, but we want to leave it open for more streaming services and more books and comics and video games and merchandise to sell. Um, even though they have so many different things they can monetize at this point, Star Wars is absolutely the breadwinner. So it wouldn't be shocking for them to, to find a way to keep the Empire in a position where in a few years from now, maybe the same amount of time between the original trilogy and the prequels and the prequels and the current trilogy, wait another 10 years or so, and the movies that maybe your kids will grow up with will be not even these movies now, but the next generation, the next trilogy, you know. So we'll find out. A couple more, a little more rapid fire, the idea that Reese's parents weren't drunk losers. It sticks because J.J. Abrams allegedly had plans. Um, Simon Pegg, who played Unkar Plunked, I think I said that name correctly. The big, that's mine, fella. Um, Simon Pig stated that during the filming of The Force Awakens that uh, J.J. kind of intended, or at least was sort of chucking around an idea of where her parents are from and the fact that they did have some form of meaning. So it could be revealed. And again, the source that told her otherwise was Kylo Ren, who was manipulative and a liar. And even if he thought he was telling the truth, Snoke could have told him that through a force vision, and he was manipulating both of them. So it's a, the easiest thing to retcon without it being a clear retcon. 
Another thing that's been sort of whispered is that J.J. Abrams has been told specifically to course correct the franchise, that his entry was more well received, even though people complained it was just the original trilogy condensed into one movie. I really liked that because, you know what, I like the original trilogy, so if I get to see it again in ultra 4K HD, that's awesome. I'm totally cool with that. I like my characters to feel that way. Han should be a smuggler. I didn't really like that he basically went back to being a bum and a loser, and he didn't really grow from that. But the idea that he screwed up being a dad and left, there's some books and stuff I've been reading in the new movie, uh, canon. And uh, it does make sense, but it, it was a little sad to see that he didn't grow. It's realistic, so it kind of hurts to see realism, because some people's parents suck, and that's reality. Um, Carrie Fisher was still great as Princess Leia. She was still a leader, very strong, very sassy. Seeing Luke as an aggressive hermit was kind of sad, so it would be nice to get some closure and see him as a force ghost to be very positive and hopeful again. So we'll see. Um, Lando is back. Carrie Fisher won't be replaced as Leia. These are more or less confirmed. I mean, Billy Dee Williams is back as Lando Calrissian. It, that's obviously been confirmed. And Carrie Fisher is said to just be, it's like B-roll and unused scenes, and they're going to digitally place her in other scenes. So they're not going to have an actress playing her. They're not going to CGI her saying things that she didn't say. They're just going to use footage and voice lines from previous unused work to patch this together, sort of like Paul Walker, but without the CGI recreation. And in some of those scenes for Fast and Furious, they just took his face from other scenes and placed it on one of his brothers, who is who are also actors and stuntmen. So it worked. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they just sort of have a stand-in actor or actress to get the lighting correct, and then they, from like the neck up, place Carrie Fisher into the scene. So that's interesting. That's a new problem to have where your likeness is sort of being digitally recreated, but it's not. It's just sort of jigsawed together. It's very interesting and very similar to what um, George Lucas did in the prequel. So if he would merge two takes, and if you pay attention, you can see moments where faces sort of blend and their faces and nose aren't quite right as they turn. It's because it's the seam in between two different takes that they've been stitched together. So it's very interesting. The new film is rumored to take place roughly one year after The Last Jedi. I'm pretty sure that's been confirmed at this point by... Uh, actors who have been interviewed. It's a year, somewhere between a year to two years difference, which allows the characters to all be more comfortable in their position. So Finn isn't a coward anymore, hopefully, because all he really does is run from his problems. Poe isn't going to be treated like an idiot. Hopefully he's got a decent rank in the Resistance, and Rey will be savvy with her lightsabers. So, rumors that Snoke will return, whether as a sort of evil Sith Force ghost or as a flashback to show that Emperor Palpatine had machinations behind his movements. It's unclear. I would very much like to see him, so who knows. Uh, I say I'd like to see him. He dressed like an old man in like a velour jumps, jumpsuit, so I would like to see him if it makes me believe his character was cool, because he never really did anything except sit in a chair and complain and like manipulate people, which I know the Emperor did most of that, but he at least had a lightsaber fight in uh, Episode 3. Plus, I mean, that's the Senate, dude. I mean, He is the Senate. you got to respect that. This dude just... Sitting around, probably not even wearing pants or any of that thing, just hanging brain. I don't respect that. That's just gross, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I think he was sort of an underwhelming villain in the second. I think they built him up to have a big reveal in the second entry in this trilogy, and it never really landed. So I'd like to see some resolution as to that. I don't think it's on Andy Serkis's uh, head that that didn't work out. I think he did fine in the role. I just don't think he was given much that he could have done. So, uh, rumors that Lando's daughter is going to be in the movie. Uh, rumored that the actress Naomi 
Ackley, oh boy, uh, will be playing Ferranata Calrissian in the new film. Um, it's an unofficial report, so take that with a grain of salt. She is in the movie as someone, but not every black person is related, both in this world and in Star Wars. I mean, unless you're like, oh, technically our genealogy goes back to the... Sure, technically, at some point, we're the same species. Congratulations. But, I mean, like, they don't all have the last name, dude. Like, not every white dude or Asian dude or Hispanic dude has the same family. Again, unless you go back, because I guess, like, Genghis Khan has DNA in, like, 60% of the world, so. Whatever. I guess if you look mildly Mongolian, congratulations. Um, that's a bit off topic. <laughs> wow, what a name drop. Anyway, the final little bits, it's just, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of dumb ones, like, oh, there's a forbidden romance, R Kylo's angry because Rey has secretly had a child with Poe or Finn in the time, and so he's angry and mad that she chose someone over him. Like, it's just garbage Tumblr fan fiction. Holds no ground, and if they ever did that, I would straight up, I, I really want to watch The Mandalorian. I really want to watch the new Clone Wars episodes. I would never watch another Disney thing, Marvel Anything they own, which is a lot and will continue to be a lot, I wouldn't watch any of it if they went that route, because that is just... Dude, Tumblr sucks. Anyway, it's the movie slated for December 20th release. Now, in the new footage, they do show that it's sort of a race to get to the Death Star, to get, like, allegedly a MacGuffin of some type that will either give power to a, a very great weapon or will bring the Emperor back, which hints the sort of Palpatine voice at the end, but it was confirmed that by Ian McDermott, and this could have been him just blowing smoke, that the laugh in the previous trailer was from a previous movie of his, one of the previous Star Wars movies. So that's not a new recording he did, and the new poster they did for D23 Expo used the Hot Toys figurine of his face in the poster, which is why it looks a little off. So it's entirely possible that he's either an om like he's a this evil sort of omnipotent being that is just about to be released but we never quite get him he's a looming threat or his appearance is so radically different that it would give away part of a twist or a key story element so they're not revealing anything so they're just reusing things although disney also has a habit of using pretty shoddy posters during their fan expos so it could just be they handed it to an intern and said do it or do it you know, so who's to say? But, yeah, I I would love to see Ian McDermott again. I think showing that he was the Phantom Menace of the Phantom Menace and has been the villain throughout from episode 1 to 9 would be phenomenal to have a final Force Ghost showdown with him in uh, the final movie I think would be great. That's me because I want Luke to do that while Rey fights Kylo Ren. There's no basis for that. I just want it. It would be phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I, rumor has it that uh, Matt Smith, the eyebrowless Doctor Who actor, who is allegedly in the film, I don't know how confirmed it is because they're pretty tight-lipped, and I don't like looking at his face because he, again, is missing eyebrows. It's concerning. Um, that he may be playing a Knight of Ren who, allegedly, the Knights of Ren have been off in deep space finding a way to bring the Emperor back from the dead, so he could body hop, the idea that maybe he was even body hopped into Snoke, or that Snoke was an acolyte of the Emperor from deep space, and um, he was just like a surrogate fill-in until the Emperor got back. And it fits with the idea that 
Anakin was created through the Force when the Emperor reached out and was like, I would like the perfect dark side user. And the Force was like, um, hi, balance needs to be achieved, so he's also going to be a Force for good, and it will be up to him to decide what he does. And then he was like, well, what if I just manipulate him and get this older lady to seduce him, and then they get married, and then I ruin his life. And so the idea that he's been looking for the perfect way to escape death and to become the most powerful being, that's interesting, because he's clearly very smart, very crafty, but he wasn't physically fit. Uh, and in the Legends comics, he... Oh my, knocked stuff over. In the Legends comics, he made clone bodies of himself, and there was also a character called Luke, with two U's, because dumb reasons, where he was an evil clone of Luke. Now, I don't remember if he was just an evil clone of Luke to be, like, the Emperor's right-hand man, or if he was one that was sort of possessed by the Emperor at that point as a body-hopping. I don't remember. I believe it was almost like an Elseworld story within the previous canon, so even it didn't treat it that way. There was a lot of that with Dark Horse, and it was not a very congruent storytelling process. There's a lot of, like, they're gigantic, almost galaxy-sized spheres and squares floating through space that were made by a previous species. Those are no longer part of Star Wars anymore. It gets very sort of 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, abstract, almost unimaginable horrors of space, very almost Space Cthulhu, which is pretty rad. So if someone else wants to put that in their science fiction, go for it, because we need more of that. What was the last time we got something like that? Like maybe Hellboy? Like the good Hellboy movies, not Heckfella? Ugh, what a dumb-looking movie. Anyway, so these are just ideas, rumors, but this this was all compiled back in uh, January, and in the new trailer we do see Ray with a double-edged red lightsaber that unfolds, very cool, and uh, Sith Hood. I believe that's just a vision that, that's being given either to her or someone else, that a fate that she could have or that she has become. I don't think it's true unless... Palpatine has possessed her, in which case, weird, but I guess they took a, a note from Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed, where Fred hops into Velma's body. And to quote Freddie Prince Jr., I'm going to look up myself naked, which, as a kid, you're like, haha, because he'll see boobs. And then as an adult, you're like, I don't remember if they're dating at this point. I'm not sure that's very consensual. There's a lot of problems. Maybe, maybe this didn't age very well. Um... Fun fact, both of those movies were written by James Gunn of The Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy fame. And his jokes aren't known to age super well either, so that's a little fun, off-topic, extra bit of information. Hope you've enjoyed this. If not, oh well, I don't know why you listened to 20-plus minutes of it, but I guess you're a masochist. In which case, if you hate it and you hate yourself, keep listening. It will suffer like nothing else. It will be the greatest weight in your life. And if you enjoy it, uh, tell your friends, or whatever. Again, I did compile all of this. It's on the offtopic.video.blog. Type that in, offtopic, one word, dot video, dot blog. It's a website. This was posted back in January, January 15th, the day after my birthday. How about that? Um, and I compiled all this before any, like, big leaks came out. I did the research. There's links to all of the original source websites, so you can do your own research. Or you can say, screw it, and you can just wait till the movie comes out and find out. I hope you've had a great time. May the Force be with you, and uh, let's all hope we get some more Palpatine, right? I mean, he's the Senate, dude. Maybe next time we'll do uh, another episode about the legend of Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Anyway, I'll see you around.